All right, welcome to Old School. Jake Huger, Ben Mangos with you guys. Um, I'm in an interesting mood, first of all. Uh, this is part of it, progressives versus everybody. I like that we got the TYT here instead of the TM. Hmm. Anyway, shoptyt.com, um, the Young Turks Batman um, hoodie. All right, so let's get to it. Um, ben, I'm starting to get angry again. Uh, well, first, let's get the important stuff out of the way. We ordered from Capriati's, which okay. is a sandwich place. Mm-hmm. They're free to sponsor if they'd like. Okay, sure. They haven't yet. I uh, thought it was a local place, but it's just a chain. Huh, yeah, know. right. It's a chain, but it's it's a pretty good chain. And so, I obviously I ordered two sandwiches, but I mean I ordered two the cheap, the small ones, mm-hmm. six dollars each. I was not at the top of the ordering chain mm-hmm. as I usually am monetarily. Yeah, but I want to be able to have a sandwich choice, mm-hmm. and I want to be able to think this is not good enough. I'm not eating this. Okay. So I ordered the steak and cheese and the Italian, the standard choice that you would make at a place like this. The standard yeah. choice one would make at Jersey Mike's, right? Yep. So, and then I noticed that the steak and cheese has mushrooms on it. Mm-hmm. This is America, Prof, right? <laughs> they, they don't. I like how you're like, right? Right. No, I mean, right. if you want to be a, if you want to be a, 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 a weak socialist and add mushrooms, be my guest, right? But you mm-hmm. got to go to the trouble. You don't make me go to the trouble to take the mushrooms off a steak and cheese. It's not a steak, mushroom and cheese. Yeah. It's a steak and cheese. No, the, this, uh, this will definitely agree on and it immediately becomes an old school rule. Uh, mushrooms must always be opt in, not yeah, opt yeah. out. The, 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 the burden falls on the customer. The, no, the burden falls on. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, depending on how you want to look at that's it. Right. But the, the the burden falls on the mushroom lover. Yes, that's yes, right. Right, right. Like everybody knows, if you want mushrooms on it, you gotta ask. You gotta ask. Like, just, and there's nothing wrong with asking. You like mushrooms? That God bless. No, we got them. We'll yeah, put them no, on. Yeah. We'll ruin, you want to ruin your sandwich? You get to ruin your sandwich. It's yeah. America. And by the way, I, it doesn't ruin all sandwiches. I I kind of like mushrooms on a burger. Uh, depending on, like, if you put blue cheese on it or something, right? I mean, I'll, I'll grant you it just because you're saying stupid things that I don't want to have a fight, but all right. Yeah, no, like at Fuddruckers, I think they have a, a good uh, mushroom blue like, cheeseburger. Thing. Like at okay. Fuddruckers, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think it's possible, but. Don't you always feel like when you walk into a Fuddruckers that you look over your shoulder, make sure nobody sees you're going in? Really? Why? Because no. it seems like you're going somewhere where you shouldn't go. Why? Fuddruckers. Oh. I always thought it was a funny name. Right, but it's always yeah. like it's always the look that you imagine people have when they walk into a strip club. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. By the way, yeah. if you ever want to do anything illicit, never do this. No. <laughs> okay, no. it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're walking into a grocery store, if you do this, I think you're cheating on your wife. That's right. Totally. That's okay. Right. <laughs> I'm just yeah. So don't do it. Don't do yeah. it. If somebody saw you, they already saw you. Just move on. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Just move on. Yeah, they're not going to notice you if you just go in. That's right. Act like you, they might not notice. Mm. But the minute you look around suspiciously like this, gone. Everybody's <laughs> noticing. Everybody's going, that's the that's like, the guy. That guy. Look at that guy. He's about to go to Fun Records. Look at that guy. He's going to opt in on the mushrooms. Look at that guy sneaking into Fun Records. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be part of his family. Yeah. Yeah. No, I do. I got used to him because you get used to all names. But I remember when Fun Records first came out, I was like, yeah, come on. What the hell's a fuckruckers? Um, so, all right, fine. But you can't, mushrooms cannot be part of the steak and cheese. So I had to write no mushrooms with no faith that that message will be received when you, yeah. you know, any additional comments when you're ordering online. And then I see that they like, hey, make your peppers choice, sweet peppers or hot peppers. Yeah. How about no peppers? Yeah, I don't want peppers on the sandwich. Uh, it's called a steak and cheese. I want steak. And I want cheese and I want onions. Onions because then right. you're an American. Right, because you're an American. That's right. That's how we, that is like people, come on, people that don't know this, they, they annoy us on old school. Like the cheesesteak, standard. You can opt in anything else anything you like right. because it's America, it's a free country. But the standard is steak, cheese, and onions. Right. That's, That's the right. standard. Period. And now sometimes at some places, like that one in the mall, Charlie's. Mm-hmm. Shake. They have somehow. I like lettuce and tomato on it, and I put a little vinegar on top of it. But huh. but I obviously have to ask for that. Yeah, of course, right? they don't just put that on. It's there. like right. it's like ordering a hot dog, and they're like, it comes standard with ketchup. And you're like, well, all right, I would right. order it that way, but that's fine. That's American. That's mm-hmm. fine. It comes standard with ketchup and mayo. No, no, no you want to put no, ketchup. No, I like ketchup and mayo, right? Right. But that's not standard. No. 
No, no, like you gotta ask for permission. It's the old mushroom and mayo law. So not only, so, so you have to click on either hot peppers or sweet peppers. And then so I click on, oh, I don't know, I don't want either of them. So I click on sweet peppers and then I write, no mushrooms, comma, no peppers. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, but I clicked, I, I, I took action. Yeah, I had agency over the peppers. No, I would yeah. write a paragraph. Right. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not kidding. Yeah. I, in the instructions, now all the websites when you order have special instructions. I'd be like, I was forced into clicking on a pepper. Uh, yeah, but I. But it is. I want it to be abundantly clear that I do not want any peppers. I don't want any peppers on this sandwich. Yeah. Right. And, and what'd you get? You got. Uh, so you didn't get peppers, but you got mushrooms. Is my so guess. So I did that, and then I got the Italian sub also, and then. As I was scrolling through to see, because I realized I'm only at twelve dollars, and I'm like, by the way, I'm you, giving eight dollars away. You're giving <laughs> because you were allowed to order up to twenty dollars for, yeah. uh, for dinner for old school, <laughs> because that's the kind of luxurious place <laughs> we are. Uh, but anyway, if you put mushrooms on an Italian sub, we will deport you. Yeah, you're out. Yeah. Okay, there are certain things that are just not acceptable. Yeah, we'll put your family in a cage. Um, <laughs> the uh, so we uh, so, but, but you had it coming. Right, to be right, fair. right. It's not it's not our fault. Right. Yeah. Uh, Obama put the families in cages when they ordered the mushrooms on the Italian sub first. Um, so, um, so I got eight dollars to spend, and I'm looking through, and nothing's jumping out, and I'm thinking, hey Ben, you got two small sandwiches, just enough, right? Uh -huh. For today, it's yeah. enough. And then I see something called like Capri. I don't remember what the hell it was called, and the wrapping's gone. Anyway, it's a the what? The Bonnie. Says Jacory, thank you. And it's a that sounds good. I, that's a good name for a sandwich. It's a turkey sandwich, which you does can it have, have cranberry on it. Yes, which you can have hot. I'm an American. I know things. <laughs> how did I know that the Bonnie has cranberry? I don't know how you would. Well, I mean, there's a giant tub of cranberry sauce right here, but that. Oh uh, no. Well, maybe subconsciously, um, but no. Although I didn't you can't it. really tell that that's cranberry sauce yeah. from where you're sitting. So I, I see that it's a, a turkey sandwich, which you can embarrassingly have cold. Um, but uh -huh. hot or cold, so obviously you have it hot. Turkey, stuffing, cranberry sauce, mm -hmm. and I think mayo. And I wrote no mayo, but I, if there had been mayo on it, life okay. would have gone on, right? Mm -hmm. um, so hot or cold, who would have that sandwich cold? Well, not that one, not the Bonnie. Uh, <laughs> no one would have the Bonnie cold. Uh, but I think a uh, cold turkey is 100% acceptable. Yeah, a cold turkey sandwich, but not when it's a Thanksgiving turkey sandwich that has Agreed. stuffing. And by the way, it could have had- we can move on, bipartisanship <laughs> exists. Uh, at a place, at, at in uh, the first place I ever saw, the, the Earl of Sandwich, which is in a couple of casinos in Vegas. I, I know it exists elsewhere, but I love the Earl of Sandwich. Mm -hmm. They have a holiday sandwich that has the things I just mentioned, the turkey, the cranberry sauce, the stuffing, and gravy. Hmm. The best sandwich I've ever had, right? Oh, okay, so, right. but they only—it's all they only have around the holidays. Here, I realized the Bonnie is at Capriati's all the time, and I thought, who would take? For a brief moment, I thought, I'm gonna get three sandwiches. That's eighteen dollars and change. I'm under. <laughs> <laughs> but then I thought, ease up, pal. You don't yeah, need three. Yeah. Ease. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're hungry people in the world. Right. They're hungry people in the world. Bernie just made a speech about democratic socialism. That's ease it. up on the three sandwiches. Right. So, I thought, I'm not gonna allow them. To up and put sweet peppers, hot peppers, or mushrooms on my steak and cheese. I'm gonna get the Bonnie, no mayo, and I'm gonna allow them to make that mistake. Okay. And the Italian sub. And in the four minutes I was here, I ate the Bonnie, and I'm a winner tonight. Oh, I thought yeah. this was gonna end disastrously where they put the no. mushrooms on the Bonnie. No, the Bonnie, no. <laughs> the Bonnie, delicious. And there is no reason why a turkey, cranberry sauce, Stuffing, maybe gravy sandwich cannot exist all year round. You and I know that Thanksgiving is the best holiday of the year during fall, the best season of the year. Why can't that sandwich be celebrated in summer? The answer is it should be, it must be. Well, so you have this rule that Christmas songs are, are not good because if they were good, you'd play them throughout the year. That's right. That's okay. right. Okay. Yeah. That's, of course, a hilarious and preposterous rule. Uh, I'd forgotten about it, but as you're saying it, every board of it speaks to me. So, yeah. yeah. No, except they're about Christmas. <laughs> Playing them in March is weird. But anyway, uh, so I, I'm, I'm not with you on that. We don't have a bipartisan deal on that one. Uh, but uh, like pumpkin pie should be seasonal because it's not that good. I don't think my point is, is that. That you should play the Christmas song in March. I think it should just be an acknowledgement that it's probably not a good song. Yeah, That's no, all. no. Yeah. I I almost look forward to uh, 
winter just so I can hear Christmas songs. That may be too, but that's like a connection because it makes you feel good. It doesn't mean the song's good. Yeah, I hear no. you. No, we still don't have a deal. All right. Okay, but but pumpkin pie. My point's funnier. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, that that we do have a deal on. As usual, I'm being goddamn earnest. Okay. Uh, anyway, pumpkin pie is not good. That's why they only have it's it around not, the holiday, right. around Thanksgiving. I believe the yeah. same thing about pecan pie, but I know I know others disagree. No, and that's year around. And um, but uh, yeah, pumpkin pie. Who has it in the summer? Correct answer: No one. They don't even sell them in the summer because they, they're like, no mas, no we know, we give up, we yeah. surrender. They, they Nancy Pelosi the pumpkin pie in the summer, they, they know no one's gonna eat it. Do you know how bad pumpkins are? Pumpkins are one of the things they recommend that you put into your dog's food so when your dog uses the bathroom, another dog won't eat it because the taste of pumpkin is, wow. no, is noxious <laughs> to dogs. Uh, I would like to point out, not my dog. <laughs> But he, he'll eat it anyway. He'll eat it anyway. Okay, <laughs> yeah, bless right. his yeah, heart. Yeah. Um, so, but funny enough, when Halloween rolls around, I'm like, I can use one slice of pumpkin pie. Never. <laughs> <laughs> and at Christmas time, ah, come on, I'm going to get one small carton of eggnog. Yeah, well, eggnog, I, I'll, I'll grant you. I, no, the reason why I say small is because it's not that eggnog is not delicious. It generally is. It's just so thick. No, it's like it's like what happens when milk goes bad, and then but this somehow you're like, but oh, then, this is delicious. No, when milk goes bad, but then we add like a giant vat of sugar to it. That's right, yeah, <laughs> and then mix it up pretty good. Okay, um, now that you got me started all light, I don't know if I want to go to the anger. Oh, let's talk about my uh, uh, physique. That's always fun. Um, so I took a picture with uh, Cory Booker and Andrew Yang. Uh, at uh, Cedar Rapids Airport. So okay. out. Go ahead. Yeah, so you saw it, right? So mm-hmm. we, we, Andrew Yang put it on Twitter. I retweeted it. Uh, one of the funniest things ever was a guy writes in, you know, way to ruin your credibility in just one picture. And I was like, Who's he talking to? That's, li- I, that's what I tweeted. I was like, I literally the, don't know who you're referring to. Which one? And it could be any three of us. Could be any, it's right. probably not Andrew Yang. No, I think it was Andrew. Really, I would think Booker for uh, he was he you you with Booker, you know, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you if you're an establishment person, you say uh, Cory Booker ruined his credibility by being with the loathsome Jenk Uger and his stupid progressive ideas, and this outsider clown Andrew Yang. That's you know you might think that as an establishment person. If you're an Andrew Yang, if you're uh, my supporter, you might say. What are you doing with Booker? He's a sellout for the pharmaceutical companies. In fact, somebody tweeted that. Mm. And then Andrew Yang, he's not a real progressive. I don't know, right? right. I'm, I'm, none of these things are true. I'm just saying, like, that's how you might see it. No, I, I think, but I still to this day don't know that he was an Andrew Yang supporter and why he was commenting because he's commenting on Andrew Yang's tweet, right? Mm. And uh, and he's thinking Cory Booker is an establishment sellout. And Jank Uger is one of those progressive freaks. Right. So it, it Yang it, has this interesting right, independent, totally his own road, not yeah. connected to anybody else, and right. you, you managed to sell out. To Whereas both. I'm an ideologue in that person's mind. Right. He's right. an ideologue so in Cory Booker's yeah. establishment. That's right. You don't so it's a Rorschach test. Mm. So I don't know who's credibly got credibility got ruined. <gasps> what if all of our credibilities got ruined? Um, it's not, you know, it's the, the different. There's the, that's the difference between those three. You got you three taking a picture together, and somebody taking a picture with Ann Coulter and saying, "Hey, look, both sides can come together and talk." Hundred percent. Right. Look, I don't want to get too into it and send like seven tweets about it, but I was thinking the same thing. You take a picture with David Duke, yeah, you've ruined your credibility, that's right? right? Yeah. Uh, or Dave It'll, Rubin, it, or. <laughs> Play, kind of playing. I think I'm playing. Uh, I think Dave took a picture with Ann Coulter. I think that was one of the first. Yeah, Dave Rubin mm-hmm. moves. But Dave, I mean, taking a picture—that's like kindergarten. That's preschool for him. Right. He's like, I'll have him on my show, and then I'll have him insult me to my face, <laughs> and then I'll tell him thank you. <laughs> okay. That the dial of <laughs> the dial of humiliation has been turned way up. <laughs> Look, I just did a, a whole way hot. What does he say? <laughs> I just uh, <laughs> I just did a whole uh, whatever seven minutes on uh, ordering on why I didn't get one sandwich, and why I did get another one, right? Mm-hmm. So who's to, who am I to accuse others of uh, making boring videos, right? <laughs> um, but 
for some reason, because it was billed as something else, I watched Dave's Periscope walking his dog and talking about all the hate on Twitter, I guess. But really, he talked about nothing. I mean, it was the most substance-free. It was 17 minutes. Well, and I kept thinking that I'm watching it because I'm about to see some like something described as like, oh, you got to. So whoever said you got to see that, they, they couldn't have been more mistaken. Yeah. Well, that about this defines Dave Rubin's career. Like, <laughs> you think something's going to happen. Right. You think something's going to happen. Right? right. There's a lot of talk like this is about to be intellectual, right? That's and right. Then, that's right. Right. Yeah. Huh. Some, or it's about to be funny. Right. Or it's about to be principled. Or it's about to be any of those things. And then it never arrives. It it's was, kind of like a, a Damien Lil, uh, Lindelof. What is it? Lindelof. No. Lindelof. Lindelof. Yeah. It's like a Damon Lindelof movie. Nothing ever happens. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know we disagree. We disagree on Lost. The, uh, but the, the, uh, um, but I just remember thinking at the end, he goes, you know what? I'd better wrap this up here. And I thought, wrap what up? <laughs> what happened? What are we wrapping up? <laughs> so, well, look, to be fair to him, at some point, you do have to dial the power of uh, the ideas down. Well, he does talk about dialing, dialing. If the down. dial of ideas was turned to low for the last few mm -hmm. years, it's quickly moving into the hot position. Right, so <laughs> that's never not funny. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> the only time he's ever been funny is accidentally when he. So said I that. heard, and I, when I when I was doing this thing, like that, I heard that for the first time, uh -huh. right? That little yeah. clip, and I thought, I don't think that's what he means, right? Because it can't be. Because it, how does it go again? It goes from low to hot. Wow. Right, it goes from low to hot. You got it again? If the dial of ideas was turned to low for the last few years, it's quickly moving into the hot position. I mean, everything about that. Is, it's, it's, it's funny every time. Really, my really. brain is still in recovery mode from taking in so many high-level important ideas. <laughs> but to be fair, his mind might be in recovery mode if that happened. High-level important <laughs> ideas. The the dial of ideas. Is that what it starts with? The, the dial of ideas. If the yeah. dial of ideas was turned to low for the last it's few years, it's quickly moving into the hot position. A, I mean, he just said it. It's just a horribly, horribly mangled metaphor. No, I actually think he wrote it. That's what makes it worse. Hmm. Because like, if you're just speaking off the cuff, we, people can tell, like we're doing right now. And you say something goofy, we're going to let it slide even if you're Dave Rubin. Like, it happens. It's not a big oh, yeah, deal, yeah. right? But it, that sounded rehearsed, like he was reading it off a prompter. The dialogue of ideas has been settled. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he is a comic. Maybe uh, he is. Uh, okay. Anyway. So, could you imagine if this entire time we planted Dave in the right wing? Mm. Whoa. The dial of ideas just got turned to hot. Okay. <laughs> And then at the end, Dave comes out to like the Milos and Shapiros, and I know they're in different camps, but all terrible. Uh, and, and all are they in things. different camps? Do they not speak? Or oh something? no, no, yeah, I'll tell you that in a sec. Uh, and he comes out to all those guys and goes, "Surprise! I'm still a liberal. The Young Turks sent me, right? And not a classic liberal, the regular kind. Yes, yeah, right. right. And 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 he no, but he gets them all in the same room to do a show celebrating the right wing, and then it turns out Ruben is." Awesome, and he pulverizes them in one fell swoop, and and then he, at the end they're like all devastated with his intellectual acumen, and he goes, "The young Turks send their regards." <laughs> <laughs> well, now you've ruined it. Yeah. But you know what yeah. the funny thing is? No, now I, I might have done more damage to Dave just now than we've ever done. Because now the right wing, you know how conspiratorial they are. They're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, I should put it on Twitter. Like, but like, make it seem like I slipped up. Like, oh, you guys are underestimating Dave. Wait till he gives you the surprise. Oh, wait, I didn't mean it. <laughs> then, <laughs> you then, write it on Twitter. Then you write that and then just and then like wait twenty minutes to delete. That. And then delete it. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's yeah. a genius idea. We got to delete this whole old school now, so I could do that prank. Totally. <laughs> uh, Man, the dial of ideas got so hot in here. I gotta take this hoodie off. <laughs> My brain is still in recovery mode from taking in so many high-level important ideas. <laughs> Man, who talks like that? That is insane. I can't believe. It. I mean, I went to dinner with that guy like 15 times. I know, I know. I was just, and I was gonna say, if if there's one I person I know that does not like someone who talks like that, oh, it's Ben Mangrum.
Yeah, first of all, there hasn't been one good idea in like eight years. <laughs> Anywhere. <laughs> and definitely not the guy who came up with the idea of putting mushrooms as non-optional. Yeah, include mushrooms steak. automatically on your steak and cheese. What kind of nonsense is that? Anyway, so I um, oh I'll do uh, Milo and Shapiro, and then I'll get back to the Andrew Yang thing. Um, so no, Milo is such an asshole that he actually got me to sympathize with Ben Shapiro, which previously seemed unimaginable. Yeah, I guess uh, so Milo's Milo's anti-Semitism would have been impossible for Ben Shapiro to ignore. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Right, no, right, yeah. yeah. And uh, and they, the only reason that Milo hates Ben is because he's Jewish. Like, there's no they it, it, they, they don't appear to have any philosophical disagreements. Uh, like, uh, I don't think Milo has a lot of philosophical. Disagreements. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. No, it's just that. And you remember he brought in the little people with the yarmulkes. I do. I do. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, and and Steven Crowder when he just yells out slurs against gay people, it's so funny, so funny. Like you just, you just slur people. <laughs> oh, the left has no humor. You see, the right wing has all the hilarious. The the humor has been turned. Dial of humor has been turned to hot for the right wing. So yeah, after Milo did that, it made me sympathize and empathize with Shapiro a little bit. But that didn't last long. Oh, so you? I forgot that that that, that idea of having little people in swat and was it what swastikas or no 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 Hitler he had yarmulkes on had yarmulkes on. So that was I didn't I'd forgotten that was, that was just a that wasn't just generic anti-Semitism. That no, was, that was directed. That at was Shapiro. specific, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Milo's such a bad guy. Oh, he's such a bad guy. Anyway, he he barely exists anymore. So God bless. Uh, did you see Jonathan Swan eviscerate uh, Steve Bannon? So Jonathan Swan works at Axios. Oh yeah, yes, I did. I, I, I didn't. I didn't see the video. I read about it. Yeah, no. He's like, so uh, you said you were going to do this, this, and this, and this. Uh, did you do any of that? Well, no. Well, our lawyers got involved. In it, so, no. So you did nothing in Europe when you said you were going to do it. Well, I wouldn't say nothing. I, you know, I just, um, you know, I we advised a lot of uh, politicians in Europe. Really, which one? Uh, and he names the uh, Italian politicians. He said, well. Funny you should say that because we called him, and he said he barely knows you. Hmm. Oh, elbow from the sky. No, it's you know it goes back to our you know you and I. Here's one thing. Well, we agree on many things, but the one thing we definitely agree on is that no matter what you want to blame the 2016 election on, whether it's Democrats not speaking to rural voters, Hillary not going to Michigan or Wisconsin, or or the or the the help from Russia, Hillary's unlikability, <clears throat> justified or not. Comey, um, uh, the other guy, Huma's husband, I already forgot his name. Uh, Wiener, Anthony Wiener. Anthony Wiener, all these. Car- uh, Carlos right, Danger. Right, the way that, that, that the Hillary investigation closed and was reopened, and that the thing that now apparently haunts James Comey, right, that he mm-hmm. now at least admits I, that I thought that I might have. You, you did. You had a lot to do. But whatever we know, Trump hit a seven or 18 parlay. I mean, they don't get hit. You know, you'd be like, hey, I put 30, you know what, I slept 50 bucks and I picked eight NFL games. And if I win, I win $14,650. Yeah. Well, you're going to go three and five. You know, right? Yeah. yeah. But whatever, you you only lost $50, right? Yeah. But Trump hit it. He hit it all. all, The only way he won was hitting them all. And he hit every single one of them. So the idea that the, that the, uh, guy who manufactured that, right? The, uh, the 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 genius who moved the pieces around on that, Steve Bannon, somehow is capable of. You, you don't. Here's what nobody does: win two 18 parlays, yeah. right? So there's yep. no there was no masterful crafting that went on there. They they got unbelievably fortunate. He, he's like that guy in the office pool that has never watched college basketball in his life. And entered the March Madness pool because Bob made him do it because Bob's so over enthusiastic and wanted everybody's twenty dollars. Right, and that guy won because he doesn't know what he's doing and he hit an eighteen parlay. Right, but then when the prime yeah. minister of the right wing, when the right wing prime minister of Hungary brings you over to orchestrate his electoral sweep, you don't really know. All you did was guess because you picked the teams that had the longer names. Yeah, you know, or the or the nice uniform. Right, whatever. Yeah. Right, yeah. Anyway, uh, so we uh, take the picture and 
I didn't bring it up because of the Rorschach test, but that's interesting. No, I was wearing a green shirt, the TYT Army shirt that's green. And when you're overweight, let's be honest, you should only wear black shirts. Um, especially t-shirts, dress shirts, you could wear different colors, okay? Because look, I'm wearing this blue shirt now, and it doesn't hide my gut nearly as well as the black ones, because it's just the black ones yeah, you get, you darker, you, you can't get, see as you well. You gotta wear dark, I mean, you could wear a dark green shirt, I suppose, would be better. I guess, yeah. Is this a light green shirt? It's, so it's a relatively light green shirt, uh, you know, it's army green. Um, and uh, and so my, so the shirt sits on my stomach, on my gut, and people are like, whoa, man, Jake put on a lot of weight. No, I didn't. I didn't. I no or I did, but it was a while back. Right. <laughs> who do, I just drew this. Who does that look like? I think that looks very much like a television character, and I want to know. It's accidental. Who does that look like? I, I think it's I think it's uncanny. Uh, the <laughs> wife of the heroin farmers in Ozark. Yeah, you, you, uh, no, it's a good guy. It's interesting. No, sure. What does that look like? You guys, if, if Jacory doesn't see it, then uh, you're both idiots. <laughs> I'm, everything's on the line, Corey. I'm going to get <laughs> retroactively called an idiot if you also don't get it. But and you just said that my guess wasn't bad. No, no, it's bad. It's definitely bad. Your guess was interesting. You got nothing. Nothing that we would cross over on. Jimmy Neutron's mom. That's the way you drew her. That's uh, <laughs> right here. That's uh, that's very clearly Cersei Lannister. <laughs> oh, you're nuts. Let me see that again. Who's the idiot now? Come on, a little uh, bit, a little bit. Like 5%. All right, all right. Okay, it wasn't 0%. I'll be fair, it wasn't 0%, but it's definitely not above 25%. Like if they found her skeleton and tried to recompose her face Cersei. All right, the dial of drawings has gone to a hot position. <laughs> That's what he said, it's gone to a hot position. What's that mean? Anyway, all right. So anyway, overweight people like me only wear black. We're moving <laughs> forward. Um, so okay, before I get to the anger, apparently the anger is only going to be for the podcast and and, and the members. Tyt.com/slash/trial if you want to try it, uh, membership for a week uh, free, uh, and uh, and then you get to see all the old schools. You could binge watch them and uh, screw us over. Okay, and then you could just dump us after the week is done and <laughs> go ha ha. Okay, the I all right. I'm gonna stop with the hot position. Okay, uh, uh, you know Dino Badal? I don't know him, but I of course know who he is. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he D won a big lawsuit. Yeah, Dean's a friend of the show, uh, and I was just on his show last week in mm -hmm. New York on a Sirius Satellite Radio show. You should check it out. He's a really good guy. Our politics are not a hundred percent aligned, but no. So well then, what? him. Oh, sorry. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn him. Okay. Ah. Right. Uh, but we have perfectly lovely conversations. Yes, that's possible. And um, what do you mean? Your politics are not. Uh, not no, no, they're pretty point. similar. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, he's let's put, he's unlikely to vote for Bernie Sanders. Yeah. And I'm unlikely to vote for Joe Biden. So I don't know that he's going to vote for Biden. I have no idea. But anyways, um, but he's such a great guy. Like one of the nicest guys you've ever met. Uh, and uh, he just won uh, 4.1 million dollars uh, from a Nazi. Yeah, from somebody who definitely doesn't have $4.1 million. I know, that's the bummer. Yeah. But when I saw the headline that he won $4.1 million in a lawsuit, I was like, Dean, how you doing, man? Remember, I was just on your show yesterday, <laughs> I mean, last week. How you doing, brother? <laughs> I don't know, like, and then what would and happen, then, right? right? And then what, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's like, Jake, oh, yeah, you're right. Here's a million dollars. Anyway, and then it's a total letdown. It turns out, you know, he wanted against this guy, Andrew Anglin, who's a Nazi and who used to run. Uh, der Stumer. Um, der Stumer sounds either incredibly scary or a delicious dessert. It does sound like, oh my God, do you have the, do you, if you're going to get the Der Stumer, you got to let your waiter know 45 minutes in advance. Totally. <laughs> yeah. But they only have it at Oktoberfest. They don't have it any other time of year. And that's crazy because the Stumer is delicious. Well, I don't want a Der Stumer in February. Of course I do. <laughs> yeah. And it's hot. It's perfect in February. Right. Okay, it's in oh. the hot, it's, it's always in the hot position. The dish. <laughs> <laughs> well, since it turns out it's not a dessert but a Nazi website, oh, well, it yeah. is always in the hot position. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so it turn, of course, England doesn't have any goddamn money. He's an idiot neo-Nazi in the middle of the country uh, who's now in hiding. What are you hiding from anyway? It's like you have like probably a nickel and a dime to your name. <laughs> You'd be like, oh my god, now I got to give my last thirteen dollars to. 
freaking Dean Obadala. What did he do to Dean? Um, he not only called him a terrorist, mm. but pretended that he had done a specific bombing and then wrote fake messages from Dean about how he was going to do the bombing. Is that free speech? Is that covered by? No, yeah. I don't think that's free speech. I'm pretty sure that's defamation. But hey, I don't know. You might want to ask Dave. <laughs> so. Just want to, I just would like to have a conversation with, uh, what's his name, Andrew? Anglin? Yeah. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't like I to have a conversation. Like, no, I think it'd be all right. Just want to have a conversation, just an exchange of ideas. Oh, so, right. Yeah. <laughs> as long as it doesn't go to any hot position. Uh, <laughs> so, God damn it, man, there's neo-Nazis running around. Okay. So, uh, YouTube guys, remember, tyt.com slash trial. We'll see you next time. We've got a whole hour and a half for all the members. Okay. Podcast, stay right here. Um, all right, let's get to the anger. So, Ben, there's good things in the world. So we announced the pledge, right? Mm -hmm. uh, progressive economic pledge. Five parts. Yep. And if you agree to these things, Medicare for all, Green New Deal, ending corruption, yada, uh, then we like you. Uh, and if you don't agree to them, it's not that we don't like you, it's that we have 24 choices. And so... You, you, if you agree to three out of the five planks, you might be a wonderful senator, a good congressman. We might agree and disagree at times. There's no need to have hard feelings, right? Uh, but we got 24 choices, so let's pick someone we agree with. That's the point of the pledge. Um, and uh, it's clarifying because everybody's calling themselves a representative. So the good news is people started doing it. Uh, so first of all, AOC signed. That was amazing. Ro Khanna signed. That was amazing. As usual, Ro was first. Uh, then the other day, Jamie Raskin, uh, a wonderful congressman from Maryland, signed. Graduate of Georgetown Day School. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, so that's where Ben went. Um, and uh, Bernie Sanders signed, Marianne Williamson signed, Mike Gravel signed, uh, etc. Hot tub Mike Gravel signed? Oh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. I wonder if he was in the hot tub when he signed. <laughs> uh, so uh, then uh, 16,000 people signed. Uh, and 7,000 of them volunteered uh, to go and do these events. And then today, um, and we talked about this on the Young Turks, we've got a video of a guy asking Governor Inslee at lunch, hey, by the way, can you sign this uh, progressive pledge uh, in hands of tyt.com slash pledge? I'm like, well, how is he at lunch with Inslee? And it turns out he's Representative Ryan Buchanan, uh, chair of Concord Democrats. And uh, representative from New Hampshire's sixth ward. Hmm, right. Okay. And he's in the TYT Army. That's great. God, I love that. I love that. So, what did Inslee say? Look it over? He's like, ah, I've signed many pledges, but yeah, sure, I'll look at it. Hmm. Uh, okay. I've signed many pledges. <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if you like to sign this one. I'd be very surprised if he was against the Green New Deal part because he's great on the environment. Yeah, yeah. So, that's the good news in the world. Um, the reason my anger is building is because uh, what triggers it is when no one will acknowledge that the shortest stick is the shortest stick when they all say it's the tallest stick. You know what I'm talking about? I do not. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this experiment. It's funny, I looked at the monitor, I thought you were talking to Jacory. <laughs> and, I, and I thought, thank God, because I don't know what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> so there's this psychological experiment where they put the subject in a room and they tell everyone else, they, the subject doesn't know, but they tell everybody else in the room uh, when they put up a picture of a, a bunch of bars or sticks. Uh, and they're all pretty close, but to say that the one that's the shortest is actually the tallest. Mm. And everybody votes tallest and they see what the subject does. And something like nine out of 10 times, the subject votes tallest, even though he's looking like this, like that looks like the shortest, but everybody else said it's the tallest, so I'm gonna vote tallest. Mm. So our, I don't know that it was random, it must have been because I was a subject. Um, in high school, one of our teachers did this experiment and I happened to be the subject. And I was like, nope, it's the shortest. Right, yeah, well I was and, gonna say, you're not gonna, you're, you wouldn't be that person, you wouldn't No, I'm, I'm not that guy. And so, and then the teacher went all the way with it. I, it was a great experiment. I felt great at the end, right? Because I didn't buckle. And he's like, so you're telling me you think you know better than everybody else in this class. And I'm like, yeah, if they think it's the tallest, then I do know better than them. If we're talking about the size of these sticks, then yeah. yes. Right. Yeah, if you're talking about physics, I suck at that. They probably right. know that better sure. than me. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But 
But I got, right. I'm like, if you want, I'll go to get closer. But that that one's definitely shorter. Yeah. Right. And so when everybody is saying no, it's a taller stick. Ah, that's when I get really mad. Right. Like happened in the Bush Cheney years. No, no, they're fine. They're fine. It's good. Yeah. Maybe we should invade Iraq. Not maybe, we definitely should invade Iraq and it's gonna to be totally easy and it's gonna be wonderful. Ah! Right? So they're, they're turning me back into the Hulk. Um, so look, I think that I am objective because, and this cuts both ways by the way, uh, thereby proving more so how wonderfully objective I am. Uh, <laughs> that it's not against all progressives. The press lately actually has been wonderfully fair to Elizabeth Warren. Right? Don't mm -hmm. you think so? I think she's gotten very good coverage. Very good coverage, mm -hmm. right? And, uh, and and not uh, and not sort of good coverage, but oh uh, yeah yeah this you know pie in the sky stuff sort of. Mm -hmm. She's getting praise for the intricacy and development uh, uh, and thoughtfulness of the deal, even while sometimes saying that they might not, wouldn't be able to pay for all this, but. So it wouldn't be a Young Turks show if I didn't continue to brag. Uh, so uh, I didn't I tell you guys you guys remember this if you've uh, been watching uh, throughout the year you, you you can confirm this. I said Elizabeth Warren would rise because those are great policies and policies matter. And the rest of the media thinks that policies don't matter. They think smiles matter, but she's putting putting together amazing policies. She was in fourth or fifth at that point and says so she's going to keep on rising. And so that, that's exactly what happened. But in order for that to happen though, the press has to be fair to you and actually say, okay, here's a proposal and not talk it to no end, mm -hmm. right? And so so they did that with Elizabeth Warren and they didn't talk them. And, and so now she rose, great, wonderful. Man, they hate Bernie Sanders, God, they can't stand him. So, they don't write in the New York Times, I can't stand Bernie Sanders, so I will tell you he's an asshole, right? No, of course not, and it's subconscious, but I mean, they think it's conscious for some of them. So he does this amazing speech today about democratic socialism that explains it and the history of democratic socialism in America and how his policies are incredibly similar to FDR's. And then he has these great quotes from Martin Luther King about democratic socialism, he makes this, I think wonderful point about there's corporate socialism and you guys don't mind any of that. It's just when you do democratic socialism in favor of the people instead of corporations, all of a sudden everybody calls you Karl Marx, right? Mm -hmm. It's not on Huffington Post on the front page now. And he gave the speech, you know, earlier today. Yeah. And even not even in the morning, pretty late in the day. It's not on I don't think it's on Daily Beast. Um, I think Mediate might have had the best coverage of it, which is unbelievable because I think they had two articles. They were all short on Mediate, but the New York, then I pulled it up in the New York Times and I had to search because I couldn't find it. Washington Post has it at the very bottom of the politics uh, section, okay? Mm. And then I go to the New York Times one and I read it. It's got two quotes from the speech. And the rest of the article is, but it's gonna hurt them and if socialist is a bad label, and Trump's gonna beat him up over it. And we talked to a Democratic strategist who said, yeah, Democratic socialist stupid. Okay, definitely gonna hurt him. God damn it, what's in the speech? At that point, I hadn't seen the speech. I'm like, you're the New York Times. What's in the speech? What's in the speech? I wanna know what's in the speech, right? Two freaking coats, and then 80% of it is shit talking Bernie Sanders, doing the exact opposite of what was the point of the speech. Oh, they're gonna make me angry again. Okay, I mean, what do you think? It should be like the main political story of the day. I think that two things. One, if you're gonna write about it, tell us what's in it instead of quoting Democratic strategists saying what an asshole Bernie Sanders is. And and you only quote a Democratic strategist saying that because you reached out to a guy you knew would call Bernie Sanders an asshole. You know what that guy's gonna say. You you didn't reach out to. Uh, Roseanne DeMauro, former head of the nurses union, who's an ally of Bernie Sanders, you didn't r reach out to any of his well-known allies, right? You only reached out to his enemies uh, so they could write three. So you say, hey, I didn't say it, I didn't say it. I found three or four democratic strategists who said it, right? And they all, funny enough, since he challenges their livelihood, 
hate him and said that it's a bullshit speech that uh, is and socialism is awful, okay? And it's going to cost us the election. Am I doing a little bit of hyperbole? Obviously. I'm right? not I mean, I'm reading their story on the speech which was on the front page of their politics section. Not so, not the main story, but it was on the front. Not the main uh, page, front page on the website. But on main the, pa- the pa- page, main of pa- politics, the page yes. of politics. The page of politics, yeah. And, okay. and it does quote the hell out of them. So by the way, I said the first story that came out about it. So they oftentimes change it, so I don't know what the latest version is. Yeah, right? Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont offered a strident defense of the democratic socialism that has defined his five decades in political life on Wednesday while tying his presidential campaign to the legacies of Franklin D. Roosevelt and Martin Luther King Jr. So fine beginning, Strident's a little iffy, but I wouldn't note that if I it like was Stry- by himself. Yeah, I like Strident. Yeah. Uh, sliding in public polling and seeking to seize attention in a sprawling Democratic primary field. Mr. Sanders cast himself at times in direct competition with President Trump, contrasting his own collectivist views against what he called the corporate socialism practiced by the president and the Republican Party. And Mr. Sanders, 77, declared that his version of socialism was a political winner, having lifted Mr. Roosevelt to victory four times, empowered his own career in government. Today, in the second decade of the 21st century, we must uh, take up the unfinished business of the New Deal and carry it to completion. So sliding the polls is a, a snide little comment. Here's how you, which is he is falling vis-a-vis Elizabeth Warren. He has lost some points. On the other hand, he's in second place. Yeah, I would have written sliding in the polls, and I would maintain that that was fair. I would let mm-hmm. that go as an editor. He's definitely sliding in the polls. And yeah, I mean, it, no, he's definitely he's he's uh, above 22 other people. But I hear you. It's like okay. I got it, but they're not getting covered at all. I mean, the issue is is he the second choice to Biden, and mm-hmm. that's the that's you know now that in, the, in his immediate political future is. Mm-hmm. Making sure that he's the alternative to Joe Biden. Yeah. So in the original one that I read, and it's my recollection of what I read, although I might have it printed up upstairs, printed out upstairs, or in this pile somewhere. Anyway, uh, damn it, it's upstairs. Um, Let me read the next paragraph. Just yeah, real quick. I don't remember them re-emphasizing FDR a second time, which is good because it was. That was the essence of his speech. Yeah, and then uh, and then this paragraph here. Uh, the issue of socialism has taken on an outside importance for a party being pulled to the left by an energized wing of progressives seeking transformational change. Mr. Trump, Mr. Sure. Trump has repeatedly called Mr. Sanders crazy and extrapolated the socialist label to all Democrats. He and other Republicans have seized on proposals like Medicare for all to portray Democrats as far out of the mainstream, signaling clearly that it will be a major line of attack in the general election. Speaking in a small theater on the campus of George Washington so University, look, uh, within it depends on the rest of it if they come back to it. So if you just write that once, you can say, yeah, the Republicans will do that, right? But talking about a line of attack, it's a liability forum, and and crazy, etc. Now Trump did call him crazy, and they will do that line of attack. Didn't say it was a liability. They just said that that Trump's gonna that that. That it will be a major line of attack in the general election, which mm-hmm. is true, it will be. Speaking in a small theater, and then it quotes him. Let me be clear: I do understand that I and other progressives will face massive attacks from those who, who attempt to use the word socialism as a slur. But I should also tell you that I have faced and overcome these attacks for decades, and I'm not the only one. Mr. Sanders, an independent who has not joined the Democratic Party but is making a second bid for its presidential nomination, presented his vision of democratic socialism not as a set of extreme principles but as a pathway to, quote, economic rights, invoking the accomplishments of Roosevelt and King. He argued that his ideology is embedded by longstanding popular programs, including Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, the Republicans have labeled socialist. Saying the United States must inject a path of hate, must reject a path of hatred and divisiveness, he said it must quote instead find the moral conviction to choose a different path, a higher path, a path of compassion, justice, and love, and that is the path that I call democratic socialism. So uh, again, it paints it as extremist, but he's it's his defense of extremism, and I don't think it's extreme at all. And then in the beginning of the para- paragraph, they said something that was annoying. Um, an independent who's not joined the Democratic yeah, Party. Yeah, see, that's a that's a, a telltale sign uh, that the guy doesn't like Bernie Sanders. People who always point, you know, he's not a Democrat. Wait a minute, what difference does it make? He caucuses with the Democrats. He's in literally in Democratic leadership. So I don't right? know. Oh, I understand so, why you, but, but so no, no, the people who say that, like, you go on Twitter, and there is not a single person. Who says, did you know he's not a Democrat? Yeah, you know who Positively. Yeah, do you know who objects to him not being a Democrat? Democrats. 
Uh-huh. You're goddamn right they do. And he's trying to take the nomination of that party. And if you don't think that that's gonna be an obstacle, if you're Bernie Sanders, well then you're a moron. But so, no, no, but Ben, he's to the left of the Democrats. So if like, I don't know any progressive who says, oh, well, I'll take a corporate Democrat over a progressive because he at least calls himself a Democrat. Only like traditional non-thinking Democrats think that way because they say, yeah, my team, who cares what the ideas are? Who cares what the policies are? Well, no, I don't no, care. No, no, I just, no. oh, I put a D on my helmet. He didn't put the D on his helmet. He doesn't have the right pom-poms. I wouldn't let that guy expressing that voice and that opinion write a story for my newspaper. I wouldn't let you do it. because But you, you just, would let that son of a bitch write it. Yeah, you're Go, he doesn't have the pom-poms. He doesn't letter. have the pom-poms. What, what, I don't know what you're. I literally don't know what you're talking about. You're just wrong, man. You're off. Now, it, I mean, if they kept dwelling on that, but Bernie Sanders takes that as a badge of honor. Bernie Sanders wants that in it, or he would have joined the Democratic Party when he decided to seek their nomination. He wants to be an independent. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's running for it. He likes that, and it's part of what makes him charming. It's part of his political appeal. It's also an obstacle to winning the nomination of that party. I don't think that's complicated. I have never seen a mainstream media article that mentions that Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat that then praises him for being an independent or mentions like, oh, but he is more. I have never, ever, ever seen in the mainstream media that followed up by, but he is more progressive than the rest of the Democratic Party. Well, I mean, never, never. The only people who ever write that are people who hate Bernie Sanders. Now, if you said, if Ben, if we found like a, a whole series of articles where they're like, oh, he's not in the Democratic Party, that's an interesting point. And you know, it is, they're doing blah, 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 like you're saying it. This is but- a fair article so far, which is, which is defending Bernie's position, uh, which is accurately depicting Bernie's position as someone who, if you read the article, is clearly. Farther to the left than most people, as it I think makes clear here, talking about Medicare for all, uh, talking about uh, not they, making Medicare socials. for all is extreme. Medicare for all polls is seventy percent. What's extreme about that? I could write that same article and say, uh, but he's fighting for Medicare for all, which is incredibly popular in the country. There could be a line here when he says he and other Republicans, meaning Trump, have seized on proposals like Medicare for all to portray Democrats as far out of the mainstream, signaling clearly that it will be a major line of attack in the general election. I, I would have said, I think it's worthy to point out here that Medicare for all polls very popularly across the country. That would have been a very fair line yeah, to put in there. Instead, they framed it as. <laughs> Medicare for all, extreme. No, they didn't. Obviously, no, they, they opposing didn't. him. That's not true. Opening him to a line of attack. That what? How does that? Say, how does being with seven out of ten Americans open you to a line of attack? It doesn't say that it opens him up to a line of attack. You're just you're misrepresenting. Wait, I story. thought you said signaling clearly that it will be a major line of attack by Republicans in the general election. It will be. Right, and the good news- Which for you, would obviously be a mistake since seven out of 10 Americans agree with it. Right, but that's that not- That would give you context. Right, but it doesn't mean that Republicans won't do it. There's nothing wrong with that sentence. No, but no, there is. Because once you frame it that way, it makes it seem like, oh, well, like a line of attack would be, uh, uh, on the other hand, Bernie Sanders once murdered someone in 1987, and that will obviously be a line of attack in the Republic. See, let's say that he was charged with murder, but it turns out he didn't do it, he was exonerated. If you left out the exonerated part and you just said, well, the fact that he was charged with murder will obviously be a line of attack in the campaign. Jack, there are 500 things that they could put in this article. They could include the popularity of that. Um, comparing it to someone who was uh, charged with murder and then leaving out that he wasn't acquitted and thinking that that is where that line about the pop, those things aren't even remotely the same. Keep that's going, a, keep going. That's a Dick Cheney move to compare those No, things. it's not. Yeah, this is, they're not even in the ballpark of those. This is a terrible point. It's an F minus. Um, <laughs> All right, look, I don't, Ben, when is the last time you read an article in the mainstream media that said, uh, you know, they're attacking Bernie Sanders or whoever for a Medicare for all? On the other hand, Medicare for all polls at 70% and is incredibly popular. Well, I don't know. I've On re- the other hand, Medicare for all polls at 52% even among Republicans, making it seem like a dumbass idea to open that line of attack. I, now, of course, they're not going to write dumbass, but in a sophisticated way, say, but it might open up the Republicans to an unexpected counter attack or whatever it might be, right? Yeah. None of them, none of them, none of them, none of them, none of them write it because they hate Medicare for all and think it's extreme because they're establishment guys. Well, I mean, I get it. I, I, your degree of misrepresentation is the worst thing you've done as a host and continues to be a blind spot for you. So you mock the, the point, you mock the opposite. 
you mock reporters as if that reporters don't hate Medicare for all. I said this before, uh, many of them uh, support it. It is the popularity of it has interestingly gained, I suspect, because it has received some positive coverage in media. Um, so really? that's really. That's, well, it's amazing how differently we see it. And yeah, I but, say that really like like And, and on this, I mean I've never I you are a smarter person than me and I think you were correct more often. You are not on this. I know I'm right. So about this, not not I mean just in comparison to you, not in comparison to the world, we're both probably largely wrong there. So why do you think it's popular? I mean, it has been portrayed significantly different than it was. But what is unquestionably true and which you should include in your arguments is that if you're a reporter and you're covering Washington and you're covering politics, and both Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi suggest that it is out of the mainstream, then you will consider it likely out of the mainstream. So when you have that's, Democratic that's leadership right. saying right. it's out. That's and why Nancy Pelosi sucks as a leader of the Democrats. She's terrible. She should immediately be removed, immediately. She all she ever does is surrender. And she's not even a matter of surrender on Medicare for all. She works for the other team. She sent her top aide to go tell health insurance companies, "Don't worry, we're never going to do Medicare for all." Those are her donors. The reason she sent them is to collect more checks from them. She's not on our side. She's not on our side. She she said the green new deal. You know what she said about it? She said the green dream or whatever they call it. She said, "Oh, progressives there's like five of them in Congress. Oh, but by the way, I call myself a progressive. No, you don't. Wait, wait. yes, you do in order to trick people because you know it's incredibly popular. But you just said there's only five progressives. Are you one of the five? Are you one of the five? No. So why don't you shut the f up about pretending that you're a progressive? That's why we're doing the pledge. So people stop lying that they're progressives because they know it's popular. All right, so um, anyway, that's the path I call democratic socialism. Mr. Sanders mentioned Mr. Trump by name eight times during his remark once more when he said the words democratic socialism, mirroring the playbook of Joe Biden, the current Democratic frontrunner who has squarely portrayed himself as being in a direct showdown with the president. Mr. Sanders said the president, quote, believes in corporate socialism for the rich and powerful. I believe in a democratic socialism that works for the working families of this country. In a pre-speech interview, Mr. Sanders said he aimed to draw the president into a one-on-one -on -one debate about his agenda. It's going to provoke, I know, a fierce debate, Mr. Sanders said. I eagerly look forward to President Trump's tweets. Then while Mr. Sanders drew distinctions between himself and the president, he also included allusions to the contest that would proceed a showdown with Mr. Trump. Ticking through a list of New Deal opponents, Mr. Sanders included the conservative wing of FDR's own Democratic Party, an unambiguous reference to his centrist foes in today's Democratic Party. Mr. Sanders delivered his remarks at a moment his campaign is flagging in early polls. Second mention of flagging. A Monmouth University survey represented, released on Wednesday, an hour before Mr. Sanders' speech, showed that Senator Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts has surpassed Mr. Sanders among Democratic voters in Nevada, a key early state with 19% to Mr. Sanders' 13. Mr. Biden led with 36, but the results marked the first time Ms. Warren has led Mr. Sanders in a major poll of 2020 voters. Poll over the weekend from the Des Moines Register and CNN showed Mr. Sanders running second, but that he had lost ground over the last three months. Third mention of losing ground. Well, he has. It's a super interesting yeah. story that he's lost ground over the last three months. But that's not this story. But this that's why he gave speech. the speech. Uh, among likely caucus goers is Miss Warren and Mayor Pete Buttigieg of South Bend uh, surged to within a point or two. The rise of Mr. of Miss Warren has worried Miss Sanders supporters who see her as an ideological ally who is nevertheless targeting some of the same voters who were drawn to Mr. Sanders Fourth in mission. 2016. Um, the speech is pretty clear indication he is feeling the heat from Elizabeth Warren's recent non-momentum among progressive voters and recognizes that if he doesn't do something dramatic, she will overtake him, said Jen Psaki, who served in, as the White House Communications Director during the Obama administration. It is his attempt to reclaim the anti-capitalist mantle he ran on in 2016. Fifth mention and a first quote from an outsider against Sanders. Among his supporters at the speech Wednesday, Mr. Sanders' version of socialism seemed perfectly reasonable. In America, we embrace a lot of socialist policies already, like public education and parks, said one attendee who works for an environmental organization, Jeremiah Lowry. Bernie is just moving America forward by his full embrace of democratic socialism. The speech was designed for maximum news media exposure. About one third of the audience were journalists at a venue within walking distance of the Washington bureaus of several national news organizations. Mr. Sanders read from a teleprompter, a rarity for him, and stood before a line of a dozen American flags. 
Mr. Sanders called for a 21st century Bill of Rights, which he would address health care, wages, education, affordable housing, the environment, and retirement. And he touted his record of putting forth po policy plans, a subtle allusion to Ms. Warren, whose ranking in the polls rose as she released a steady stream of policy. Six It's, yeah, there should be, I think there should be more. Over the course of this election, Mikey, but I mean, you're taking every mention as if it's some huge slight. It's just a, not a huge slight. No, no, it's not a huge slight, Ben. I, that's why I said in the beginning, they don't write the article as, I don't like Bernie Sanders, so I'm gonna do a hatchet job. You are a they just keep going back to what is groupthink, groupthink. So Bernie's flagging, Bernie sucks, Bernie's in trouble, Warner's overtaking him. So for God's sake, I got it, I got it in the first two references. And it's interesting because it's in the context, of, first of all, it's interesting that Warren's overtaking him in some of the polls. Right, and I think they mentioned at the end that it's uh, he's still leading the average of polls. It's also interesting in the context of this speech. Not so interesting that I would mention it six different times. I mean, it mentioned it six different times. There was context for each one. I mean, look, you are a, a partisan advocate and you shouldn't be allowed to write these articles. And I wouldn't let you write them. And that's fine, you can be a partisan advocate. No, but I, but, I write op-eds, I wouldn't, I, I, I wouldn't pretend to write it uh, like that. Do you see what I, I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with this story. This is a journalistically and then you got sound the, story. You got the last quote there, giving the last uh, strategist quote. Um, uh, where were we? Um, over the course of this election, my campaign has been releasing, will continue to release detailed proposals addressing each of these yet to be released economic rights. If Mr. Sanders was laying out views that have long shaped his political career, he was also tackling what is potentially his biggest political vulnerability. Even before he entered the race, Mr. Sanders had faced skepticism about whether his upend the establishment views could appeal to enough voters in a general election with Republicans and some of his Democratic's opponents hurling thinly veiled broadsides against socialism. Most Democrats don't subscribe to Bernie Sanders' democratic socialism and his economic policies, said Mary Ann Marsh, a democratic strategist in Boston who worked for Senators John Kerry and Ed Kennedy, Ted Kennedy. Ultimately, Bernie Sanders giving this speech will appeal to his base and no one else, and it gives fodder to Trump and Republicans. So that, that right there is at the end of all of that. So now you, you know six different mentions, the this and the that, and all the things we just discussed. Then I hit that quote. And now they asked the one guy in the audience who likes him. He's in the audience, right? Uh, but he's not an expert. They asked two experts. They both don't like him. And the last one smears him as, well, obviously, most voters in the Democratic Party don't like him. Well, that's not obvious because he's number two out of 24. Well, so that would be the opposite of obvious. You know who what's obvious? No one likes John Hickenlooper. He's at zero percent, but you guys love him. Well, and Hickenlooper is included in the story then at the end because he, uh, indeed, second tier, fairly negative. Well, yeah, except he's at zero percent, so infinite tier. Second tier Democratic <laughs> candidates seem poised to grasp some political oxygen for themselves by attack, attacking Mr. Sanders' speech. Former Governor John Hickenlooper of Colorado plans his own Washington speech on Thursday, in which he will warn that mounting that nominating Mr. Sanders will lead to reelecting Mr. Trump. Democrats must say loudly and clearly that we are not socialists, Mr. Hickenlooper will say, according to his prepared remarks, if we do not, we'll end up reelecting the worst president in our country's history. So now we fully reinforced uh, socialism is dangerous. Uh, his opponents say it, the two experts we found say it. Even though the whole point of the speech was socialism is not dangerous, it's like what FDR and MLK talked about. Now you mentioned that up top and then you pounded him. He's flagging, he, the voters don't like him. And Hickenlooper says, who cares what Hickenlooper says? Yes, he's his opponent. On the other hand, Hickenlooper, again, if you wanna do fair context, would point out Hickenlooper is polling at 0%. So if there's one person that Democratic voters definitely, definitely do not like, it's John Hickensnoozer, okay? so. Amy Klobuchar never got above 2%, no, she might have gotten to 3% at one point, okay? But all the press, oh, Klobuchar, 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 respect Klobuchar, 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 right? So how come there's no articles about uh, she has no chance of winning, flagging in the polls? There are no articles, there are no, there are no articles about because, it. And, and I got a Democratic strategist says that the Democratic voters hate establishment or don't, they would never say hate, clearly do not like establishment politicians because Amy Klobuchar is massively establishment and has slid from 3%, which was already very low, down to 1%, which is unbelievably low. There aren't any articles about Amy Klobuchar, nobody's writing about her, nobody's writing about John Hickenlooper. On the other hand, Buttigieg, who's also establishment, glowing, nonstop, wondrous articles about Buttigieg. And so Buttigieg, I mean, 
the reporter should have ended him when he said, I don't do policy, I do values. I had an algebra teacher who once, not algebra, she was a math teacher in our junior high. And she said, I, I don't do algebra, I do math. Well, that's when you gotta pack it up and go, I love you, but you gotta go. You're a nice person, but you gotta go, right? So Buttigieg, perfect example. What do I know about Buttigieg when this all started? Like they say I'm biased. How do I know to be biased in favor or against Buttigieg? What a weird thing to say. What Am I supposed to be biased against him out of thin air? Like what, I don't like how he looks? I don't like the shape of his head? No, I, I wanna know what Buttigieg is about. And then I find out that he's full of he doesn't want to do any policies and he goes to all the donors and the donors give him tons of money because he tells them, don't worry, I ain't gonna do okay? I'm gonna talk in pretty language about values and I'm incredibly smart, so I'm gonna be able to trick some people. But don't worry, when I get into office, I'm not gonna do anything. All right, I heard it, I heard the message loud and clear, okay? Now, I'm not on your side. Because of what you said, because well, of what you said. Well, he certainly didn't say the things that you just said he said. <laughs> certainly implied it. Well, it's my even, job I don't to even do think analysis. He, I don't think he implied it, you, you're presuming that. But I, I don't even disagree with you, but I mean, he, he didn't say it. No, of course he didn't say it. I, what, come on, Ben, when I'm saying I'm not gonna do, Buttigieg said I'm not gonna do I hope that the audience is smart enough to know that he didn't actually say that and I'm doing hyperbole. An analysis of what he did say. No, but when you continually sort of put the tone of voice of the people who you were opposed to politically and uh, uh, minimize them and make them seen at their most clownish consistently, yeah, I, you know, uh, then 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 that that by itself is a form of bias. I, I don't care so much about bias. I don't think it's that big a deal. I think everybody has but a- I, but, but Ben, it's not a bias if you say it. If you say, I have a perspective, my perspective yeah, right. is a progressive one. I don't want a guy who's gonna go into office who I think is going to protect the status quo and do absolutely nothing. Sure, I got that, right? That's a different point than one you just made. Uh, Mr. Sanders embraced the last end of the story we've come this far. Mr. Sanders embraced the Democratic Socialist label is hardly new. In the 1970s, he argued for nationalizing some industries, including mm. energy companies and banks. And as mayor of Burlington in the 1980s, he went further than many Democrats in supporting socialist leaders. Throughout his political career, he has spoken of revolution, espousing a sympathy for the working class and the poor, who he argues are suffering at the hands of profit-seeking corporations and the rich and powerful who lead them. Quote, this is a debate that the American people have got to have, he said in a pre-speech interview. What are we entitled to as human beings? So New York Times did two stories on Bernie Sanders back to back. I don't know if it was about a month ago or so. And there's, by the way, there's also a big story on, on a similar story on what is democratic socialism. Oh, I'd love to read that, send me that link. Um, so um, they did two stories. One was about the thing that they just mentioned about how he wanted to nationalize some industries when very early in his career. I read it and, and if I was biased, I would say this is a totally unfair hatchet job, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't, he did say those things and they're more extreme than where I am, okay? And if that Bernie Sanders from the early 1970s or whenever he said it was running, I wouldn't vote for him. I don't wanna nationalize industries, okay? I don't wanna nationalize the, uh, the, well, the banks only after they're collapsed, but I would make them private once you've rescued them, right? And then the other industries he mentioned, I wouldn't wanna nationalize at all. Uh, and so even though that article was perhaps the toughest article on him in, in the, and it put him in the most unflattering light, it was true, okay? And I learned something from it, I didn't know that he had said that, okay? Then they wrote an article about how he opposed um, our intervention in Latin America in the 1980s. And that was horrible. So I, he went down to Nicaragua and you know was opposed to the Contras and they were having a protest and they chanted some anti-American chants, but it's not clear that he listened to it, he heard it. But you know he was down there seeming to support anti-American views because America sent death squads down there. So he, they framed him as some sort of you know Maoist who was like on the side of these these communist guys who were so anti-American. I'm like, wait, but aren't you gonna, and they did. In one out of the like thousand paragraphs in that article, they mentioned, oh, by the way, in El Salvador that we were sending death squads. And 
And in one other sentence, I think, by the way, the country- We were sending him, we were supporting him. We were supporting him, sorry, yeah. yeah. Uh, and by the way, the Contras, yeah, they, they killed people. Anyway, uh, but he was anti-American and some bitch. I'm like, see, this is a shit article, okay? I you, I didn't learn anything from this article. I learned I learned that he was for peace in the 1980s. But you, if but I'm a person who knows a lot about politics. If you're don't know as much, you would read that article and go, oh my god, but does Bernie Sanders hate America, right? If you don't know what the Contras did and you don't know all the coups that we did and all the people that we deposed and all the people that we murdered down there. Like, yeah, I'm happy that he was opposed to murder. Yes, I'm super happy about that. And so now in the context of this article, when they bring up again about how we want to nationalize the industries, if the rest of the article was fair and at the end they mentioned that, I'd say, well, you know, he's talking about democratic socialism. So you could say, yeah, in his earlier in his career, this was not his position. His position was more extreme, right? But in the context of the rest of the article, by the time I got to that, I was like, "Oh, here we go. Now we're going to go back to the 1970s and smear the guy one more time. That's not his current positions, and we're going to say, okay, but remember, this moment wanted to nationalize everything. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Uh, well, the Washington Post one is, uh, I don't know, I think you'd think that one was better, but. Uh, I did, I read the first couple of paragraphs and I had to come on here, mm-hmm. and it, and they, their, the words that they chose were more neutral. They were. I think that article was really neutral. I also think, and know, and is backed up by the information, that Bernie Sanders got incredibly good coverage in 2016. Again, for a guy running for president, it wasn't all good. But you, your, your blind spot is that you see the negativity. You, there are plenty of negative articles on Bernie. Uh, and you find them and you read them and you make and you determine that they represent all that is written about him. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong, but I've literally only seen one positive article uh, written about Bernie Sanders, literally in this entire cycle. And so maybe I'm missing them. Maybe I'm missing them because people aren't outraged by them and so they don't send them to me or they don't pop up on Twitter, etc. Uh, but, but I'm not blind because I see all the positive articles about Elizabeth Warren who I really like. So it's not like I'm like, oh no, they hate everybody I hate. It's you know, it's not like a Trumpian the world is against me. No, they're doing great coverage of Elizabeth Warren, right? So there's this there is it, to me a giant giant disparity. Okay, podcast guys, we got to let you guys go and at this point you're probably relieved. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this free clip of old school. To get the full episodes and more exclusive content, become a TYT member today. You'll love it. Join now at tyt.com slash join.